Listening to Panther Parkway Radio, the official podcast of PantherParkway.com. edition of Panther Parkway Radio. We're excited to be here today talking about the Florida Panthers. The season has begun. The Panthers have played their first game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It wasn't necessarily the result that they hoped it would be, but hockey season is away. It's live. It's happening. The puck is moving. Goals are scoring, and the points count. So we're excited to talk about it. And with me, as always, is my good friend and yours, the owner of PantherParkway.com, Frank Rikas. Hey, Josh. Hey, everybody. Good to be back in the saddle for another regular season. Frank, I don't know about you, but it was such an exciting thing to get to watch hockey that mattered to the, this week. Finally, uh, the Panthers played their opening game. and I don't know why it's always them, but they seem to be uh, one of the teams that gets the last uh, opener seems to consistently happen but anyway uh glad to do it got to watch it with some good friends at our first watch party of the year and uh it was definitely a good game and i liked what i saw for the most part yeah tell us about that watch party uh bruise room in uh del rey uh a it was a very crowded night uh i guess uh poor planning on our end because uh college football there was a couple games that people might have been interested in. You know, Miami was playing FSU, Florida was playing LSU, and all that was going on. And a potential, couple potential barroom fisticuffs were looming, but uh, cooler heads prevailed, and uh, then the Panther game came on, and uh, everything was good. So we had a good time, ate some good food, saw some people that uh, I did not ever meet previously, and uh, it was fun. So we'll do some more. Was there any Lightning fans there to have fisticuffs with? Uh, no. No lightning fans to to fight. Fortunately, it was either football or uh, our group watching uh, and rooting for the Panthers. So no no lightning folk uh, were anywhere nearby. Okay, well that's good. Um, and and of course the wings are probably fantastic. We love Bruce Room. So oh, the wings were excellent. I hadn't had wings in a really long time, and they were just delicious. And then I had some cottage fries and a couple nice uh, big adult beverages, and that was good. Okay, well, this isn't Food Network. The only Red Wings that we care about are the Detroit ones. But uh, right. let's talk about the the Panthers' home opener. But before we do, I want to bring in a guest who's going to be with us on the show today, uh, Aaron Brown at Rinkside on Twitter. Uh, she's now with The Athletic, and she's going to hang out with us for the rest of the show. Welcome, Aaron. Hi, guys. How are you doing? We are good. Awesome. You guys are, you're making me hungry, by the way. <laughs> well, um, have you had the Bruise Room wings? Because they're pretty fantastic. So I'm, I'm pretty picky about buffalo wings. I'm not a huge fan because I just don't like spicy food. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of my, my standpoint on wings. Sorry. <laughs> well, we, we, we were having, well, I was having trouble last week's, on last week's show saying Bruise Room wings. See, I'm doing it again. So anyway, yeah. Um, you well, never know which way the show is going to go. Well, I'm glad that you you guys had fun, Frank. I wasn't able to make it, but uh, I'm glad you guys were there rooting on the Panthers. So, Aaron, 
you're writing for The Athletic. Now, we've known each other for a while, uh, back when you were writing mm-hmm. for Fox Sports and all that. Um, so tell us, how did you get hooked in with The Athletic? Uh, it was a little bit of a surprise. Actually, I should also point out I'm also doing um, writing for the Hockey News now as well, doing Panther yeah, stuff. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, long and short, uh, after Fox News, um, I actually got out of industry for a while. I was uh, very honestly burnt out when you watch a lot of sports in a compressed amount of time for many years. It just, you know, it just doesn't go with you anymore. Um, I mean, I, I literally remember being at a game and saying to myself, I would rather be anywhere but here right now. And I know a lot of people think that's kind of like shocking. Like, how could you say that? But um, as a good friend used to say, uh, work in sports is still work, which is very true. Um, so I, I took about I want to say it was about almost three years. Um, I, I the last game I was at was the the year that they won the Atlantic Division, um, and then I just I stepped away. And then I think it was over um, over the summer. I was just kind of thinking, you know, I have some time on my hands, and because um, I'm I'm teaching full time at U, uh, University of Miami now, uh, and I just said, you know, what I need I need some time, and I just started reaching out to people I knew and didn't know, and said, let's see where this goes. And it just kind of, it all fell into place. Uh, I, I wish I had a, a, you know, a secret to tell you, but it just, it just, it was asking, um, saying, here's what I've done in the past. And, uh, it just, like I said, it just kind of fell into place. So Frank and I feel like we might be sponsored by the athletic. Cause I feel like every, <laughs> every week we talk about how much we enjoy the athletic. Um, uh, last year I talked Frank into getting a subscription and, um, I've really enjoyed it. And so, um, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not subscribed to the athletic, what are you doing with your life? Okay. Get on there. It's like $5 a month. Okay. Pay Aaron. Not bills. even, not even. Right. It's less, it's less. It's than, less no, than no, that. Trust me. This right? doesn't, the writing <laughs> stuff doesn't pay my bills anymore. Trust me on that. It, <laughs> no, no, but it, but it is surprisingly cheap. Um, I think honestly, I, I said this in one of my tweets was, um, I probably spend more on my coffee habit in a day than I would on, you know, a subscription to the athletics. So, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's, and I'll even admit, I did not have an account before I started writing for them. And, um, I mean, I knew, uh, I, no, it's, it's true though. It's true. I, I, you know, I'd hear things here, there, here and there. And, um, you know, I just, again, I, I, when I say I stepped away from sports for about three years, I stepped away from sports for about three years. That's, it was, it was that much burnout. And, um, and man, I, I, that's one of the first things I'll look on my, my feed in the morning and I'm just like, Oh, that's just such a good story. Like, <laughs> it's just so good. Um, you know, and I've, I've been on the flip side. I've, I've been, I worked for CBS sports. I worked for Fox sports. And, you know, I was in at the time when everything was, we need viral content and it just, it just wasn't good. And this is just legitimately good stuff. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, the fact that I read a whole probably thousand plus word story on like the Gator scoring drive. Yeah. That's, that's just amazing. I love that. (laughs) Well, now that we've given them uh, another shameless plug, maybe if you have any connections, you might want to talk to them and see about some sponsorship uh, because literally Josh (laughs) talk about it every single week. So uh, I might have to, I might have to reach out. (laughs) I might have to. 
Uh, you can always just buy us something, you know, at the game or whatever. But uh, okay. hey, okay. Um, is there a link? Is there a specific link for you, Aaron, that people can use to sign up where you're going to get credit for them joining the athletic? You know, I, I, I never really, I, I never really thought about that. I mean, it's just, I, I, I certainly didn't get in it to, you know, say like I have X subscriptions, but I think if you, if you go into any one of my stories, if you are not a subscriber yet, um, and you, and you click to, you know, subscribe basically through one of my stories, I think that's how I get credit. But again, I, I never, I never sat there and thought about that. You know, to be honest, if I see the 40% off, I'm like, here, here, go this way, go this way. Who doesn't like a discount? You know, um, I don't know if you get that through subscribing through mine. Um, but if, if you do want to do that, uh, that, that is how you go about doing it. You find one of my stories and subscribe through that. Well, speaking of one of your stories, talk about a smooth segue there. Um, <laughs> you wrote a fantastic piece about Jacob McDonald and, uh, or McDonald. And, uh, and then, of course, that piece came to fruition with the, his uh, performance in the first game of the season. So how good did it feel after having written that piece to have him score that first goal? You know, it's it's one of those that it's how to say when, whenever you have a guy who has gone through something he has or, or just even, you know, is making his NHL debut. It's it's something to write about, whether it's mundane or not. And in his case, I thought it was a little bit, you know, more to the story. Because if you look at his numbers when he played at Cornell, he did not put up the kind of offensive numbers that he became known for, especially last year when he was playing in Binghamton with the Devils. And my first question was, what happened? Like, what is in this guy's Wheaties that made him all of a sudden, you know, a guy who can score 10, 15, 20 goals? Um and so I, I was just curious about it. Uh, so he, he, he didn't really have much to, to offer in, in, on his front to explain why that happened. I mean, he did say that the pro game just allowed him to, uh, you know, to, to show that side of his game, whereas at Cornell, it really wasn't part of his game. Um, not that it didn't exist, but, but um, he just uh, he just concentrated more on defense when he was in college. His college coach um Mike Schaefer said as much when we talked. Um, and then when he got to, uh, when he got to the minors, uh, his coach in the minors, uh, Jamie Russell said they loved his skating ability so much that they said, get in on the action, jump in, up, jump up on the play, um, get involved. And, and that's really what, what sparked him. So if, if you're wondering who uh, can be credited for, uh, J Max offensive uh, prowess and what you know what helped him develop that. Uh, give credit to Jamie Russell of the Elmira Jackals. <laughs> uh, that's that's how he ended up developing. So, um, you know, as far as as far as how do I feel about kind of doing that story before? Um, it, it it just felt like the right time. Just you know something to you know, really. Um, I guess we could say honor that the fact that he, he made it to that point after everything he had uh, been through to get there. Cause not a lot of people go from ECHL to the NHL in the short amount of time that he managed to do it. And it was roughly about three years. And that's, that is just extremely impressive. Well, it's cool because like, you don't think about guys coming from the ECHL through the AHL up to the NHL uh, and how big of a deal it is for them to actually make it to the show, especially a guy like Jacob who's undrafted. 
um, to, to actually make it and then to see the progression of it where it's actually sometimes harder to play at those lower levels because your your teammates don't have the same amount of skill in and the same amount of, of, of ability. And so the, the, the farther you move up in the chain, the more pros you play with, you actually could get better. It's kind of hard to think of it that way, but it looks mm-hmm. like that's exactly what this story is. Yeah, and, th- and that was another thing that, again, I found amazing was it wasn't that he just, you know, did well at the ECHL level, jumped into the AHL. And you know how some guys make that transition and you see their numbers go down. With him, it was completely different. It was, you know, he'd make this transition. His numbers would go up every time. And it's like, that's that's not usually something that happens. So um, now, is he is he going to top 20 goals in the NHL this year? That's what he did last year in the NHL. I, I doubt it. <laughs> um, he, he's off to a good start, uh, but... At the same time, you know, the fact that he made that kind of progression, that that really does stand out. And, um, you know, it, you know, credit to him. And uh, that, that was one thing his coaches did say, uh, both of them, that um, they said, you know, sometimes you see a player and you say, uh, you know, this guy is great in, you know, four of the five areas we need. And, and he's just got this hole in his game. And the two of them said, you know what, he he never had a hole in his game. It was just a matter of you know, taking each aspect of his game and helping him develop. And and that's exactly what's happened. That's what's gotten him here. That's so cool. So uh, obviously we watched the opener in Tampa and Frank, you, you watched it with the crew at Brews room, Aaron, I don't know if you watched it at home or if you were, you weren't there, right? No, 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 no. I, I, I do not travel. Uh, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't travel. No, I, I snuck over to a uh, funky Buddha and nice. uh, the official yeah, party yeah. there. Cool. Yeah, I, it, you know, it, it was like exactly what Frank said. A lot of football people, a lot of Miami, Florida State. Right. You know, I, so, but there, there was a good crowd. There were, there were people wearing Panthers stuff there. And um, yeah, it was good. Cool. Um, so obviously um, you guys can share your thoughts, but I felt like that first game we saw a really good look at the speed and intensity that this team's going to have, especially in the neutral zone. It seemed like, uh, they're playing uh, really, really well. I know it doesn't necessarily look so on the score sheet uh, with not having any of the top six guys get a goal, but man, I thought that it was a really good showing for the Panthers against a Stanley Cup contender, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and if they play like that all season, I'm going to be thrilled with watching the way they're playing because it seems like um, they just really came out hitting hard and, and just playing really well. Uh, what were you guys' observations? Frank, what, what, did, what did you see uh, just watching the team play in their opener? Well, I love the great uh, first period. I think they outshot Tampa, you know, 16 to 4 or something like that. And I love their intensity. Uh, we seem to have the ice tilted in our favor because it seemed like most of the period, in the first period, uh, we were in their zone. We were quick, uh, we were on the puck. Uh, we were able to change quickly when, you know, uh, Tampa had the puck and came across to us. But, um, I also think, like you said, uh, in the neutral zone, uh, we bottled them up. We didn't really give them a lot of chances. And at one point, I, you know, I said to the crowd, "I'm like, geez, Tampa looks a little slow tonight, don't they?" And I guess I'm going to attribute that to uh, the Panthers' defense because 
uh, at least in the first period, Tampa didn't really have a lot of chances. They didn't create a lot of chances either. And I just, I just like the way that Florida handled themselves. And everybody seemed to be clicking on all cylinders, uh, especially the top two lines. Those guys were creative. They were making some scoring chances. They looked like they've been playing together for a while. And I, I was very impressed. And like you said, too, Josh, uh, they continue to play this way. They're going to win a lot of games this year. Aaron, what do you think? I, I thought, you know, that the outcome doesn't really reflect, I think, what what they did last night. I think there definitely were a lot of uh, positives to take away. I, I really felt um, now I have to admit I, I was listening to the very end of the Gators game. Um, so I, I missed maybe like the first 10 minutes before I got inside. But the only time I really sensed that there was a little bit of a, a lull on, on the Panthers side was probably toward the end of the second period. It was a little bit after, um, I want to say it was after Luongo went out, just a little bit. It was almost like Tampa got a little bit of their legs underneath and said, you know, maybe we have an opportunity. But, um, you know, I was just kind of waiting for, for Florida to, to turn the tide back. And they, they managed to do that. And I think in the past, you know, there would be that concern to say, okay, are they are they did they just lose momentum completely? And they didn't. Um, the fact that they had 43 shots, was it against an elite goaltender and only got one? Um, you know, it's, it's disappointing, but again, keyword in that elite, you know, elite goaltender. Um, he was just going to have, if he was going to have a night like that, he, he was going to be hard to beat. And, um, I think the fact that they did hang with them, um, the fact that the one goal that tied it up, I, it is what it is. You know, I don't, I don't think it was anything um, like a horrific uh, breakdown. It was just, you know, bad bounces, you know, Reimer cannot, you know, get his pad on it in the end. It just, it, just bad luck, you know? Um, I, it's probably too early to take that whole game and like, you know, kind of extrapolate it through the whole season. You know, I, I, I don't think I would, I would do that yet, but um, yeah. Well, but we- yeah, the, we talked last last week on our show about how uh, Twitter fandom tends to take small things and turn them into huge things. Um, you know, it seems like autom- automatically people are disparaging of the five forward power play idea uh, off of that shorthanded goal. And, and like you said, I don't think that there was anything that Barkoff did wrong in the way he was playing. I don't think that Reimer, you know, could have stretched and got it. It just happens sometimes. It's a weird bounce. Um, but uh you know, uh, sometimes fandom just reacts with some crazy, uh, you know, looking and, and just saying the whole season, you know, well, you know, it's just ruined because we're trying a five forward power play thing. Um, so I think sometimes there has to be some uh, realistic uh, evaluation uh, based off of, OK, we saw kind of how they're going to play. Obviously, Luongo is not going to get injured every night. Obviously, you know, that bounce isn't going to happen off the ref every night. Uh, so sometimes we have to just kind of take a minute and sit back and go, okay, you know, let's look at the whole season, not just the one game. Yeah. And and the fact that you did have some of that, that bad luck go your way and they still, you know, they were still in it. They were still battling. They, you know, it, it's there. I can think of plenty of seasons and I'm, I'm sure Frank agrees where that would happen and it wouldn't be a going to overtime. It would be a, now they lose three, one in regulation. And yeah, so the were, fact that it wasn't like that is, I, I think that is actually a good sign. Yeah, in the old days, if we could call it that, uh, there probably would have been a go-ahead goal uh, a couple minutes later and then an empty netter. And yeah, you're right, three to one. But uh, the team, I think, has a lot of resiliency. They have a lot of character. And, you know, 
as far as the actual goal itself, yeah, there were a couple of bad things, unfortunate things, I guess you could say, that happened. Hitting the ref. Uh, Barkov, I thought, actually uh, made a good play trying to break up the pass one time. And then on the second attempt, uh, the puck went off his skate, went into Reimer. And obviously, Sorelli was just in the right place, right time. Reimer was just a little bit too far over. And he put it in. Could have happened against anybody, but I'd rather find out in the first few games if this five on five forwards is actually going to work, as opposed to hey, let's try this uh, later on in the season. And I don't want to, I don't want to bag it already because you know because of that one play. But I think it's fine to experiment, and I think it's great for Bubner to take some chances, and, and I like the creativity. And, and granted, you know, Barkov's not a defenseman. I think we all know that. But he's one of the best defensive forwards in the league. Right. So, you know, if, if you're going to try it, and, and this is one thing that they, they have talked about a lot, is that, you know, last year that they stuck with what they did. And, and they showed themselves, you know, hey, if we stick with this, you know, we don't panic, you know, good things can happen. So, okay, maybe that first game you didn't get any power play goals. And, you know, oops, you gave up a shorthanded goal. Um, but I, I think it's I, I think if it's if it does click, it, it's going to be just it, who's who's going to take that shot. You know, you've got Trocek, you've got um, Hoffman out there. You've got two of the like most wicked snipers that that's got to scare goaltenders right there. And then you've got, you know, again, two great face off guys. Uh, you get one guy gets tossed out of the circle. If it's Trocek, you get Barkov back in there, you know, and then Uberdo and Dabnov are not any slouches either. So um, it, it, it could, that, that I, I might have to go dig some numbers that could be, if, if it turns out, well, it could be one of the most uh, talented and prolific power plays that, or, or at least, you know, that they've had out there that, that, that would be an interesting thing to, to go back and look and compare to previous years. I smell a new athletic article. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might have one there. Yeah. That's right. Um, if you do write that article, of course, you're going to give credit to coming up with the idea on our podcast, right? Um, uh, so. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hey, um, I thought we could do something fun because we could sit there and we could break down. Um, the first game of the season forever. But the truth is we're not going to know until a few more games uh, what the Panthers are really going to look like. But I know, Aaron, that you and Frank have both been Panther fans for quite a while, or at least around the team. I don't know if I can say fans, but you've been involved in hockey uh, in South Florida. So, um, and Aaron, how did, how did you get into hockey, by the way? What's your, what's your hockey story? So this is kind of funny, actually. Um, so the Panthers... Uh, came around when I was in middle school and it just so happened that my middle school science teacher, this was before the Panthers existed. My middle school science teacher had played junior hockey. So I think I learned more about like pucks than the periodic table. Um, (laughs) And yeah, it was right around when the lightning came in and then the Panthers came in the next year. Um, So that's kind of how I got into it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was around some of the stuff that happened before they even got on the ice. Um, I, I don't know if people will remember this, but they had a, a, a brief tour when they were introducing basically the team to uh, South Florida. And I remember going to, I believe it was um, Pembroke Lakes Mall and, you know, meeting some of the players. And that was pretty cool. And 
Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure the pennant and the pucks are somewhere still in my office. So I just have to dig them out, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been, I've been around them a long time. You could, you could say. (laughs) And I know Frank, you, you know, you, uh, originally from Chicago, still a Chicago Blackhawks fan. Uh, but how long have you been around the Panthers? Uh, since inception, actually, when we decided to move, we decided to move. Uh, <laughs> we made our decision just after Hurricane Andrew came through and hit. We were up in uh, uh, Chicago after uh, being down to Florida a couple times uh, to visit some people and made the decision, you know what, let's move. And uh, Hurricane Andrew was finished about a week or two old. And I remember calling my mom and saying, okay, we're moving to Florida. She's like, what? Didn't they just have a hurricane? I said, yeah, but the good thing is we get like three, four days notice here in Chicago. Yeah. Here in Chicago, you get a tornado, you got a half hour notice to go do something. So I said, don't worry, it'll be fine. And, you know, once we made the decision, then we found out that they were going to get hockey down here. It was even, um, you know, better. So obviously I adopted them as my uh, second team. Okay, so I, I've then, never heard anyone say I'm moving to Florida. They just had a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm a risk taker, you know. Okay, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is going to be perfect because both of you guys have been around the team since the inception, and so um, if you'll permit me, I'm going to use my announcer voice to say what we're going to do. All right, you guys ready? Okay. All right, it's time for Panthers trivia. All right, I'm excited. We're going to play some trivia and. Uh, there's no softball questions here, okay? Uh-oh. You're not going to get you uh, know, a question right. like, you know, what number is Alexander Barkov? You know, you're not going to get anything like that. I, I dug back. I found some some good questions from deep in Panther lore and Panther history, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. So how it's going to work is I'm going to take turns asking you guys questions, and then we'll have a couple questions where both of you will have an opportunity to earn a point. So you guys feel good about that? Sure. Why not? Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> awesome. Well, Aaron, since you're our guest, I thought that we would let you go first. Well, that's uh, so kind of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and also, also you're a lady. Ladies first, right? Okay. Um, so uh, the first question is this, and, and this might be one of the easier ones because, you know, they're going to get intense. They're going to get hard. So here's the first one. In 2004, a just traded Scott Mellenby left the Panthers as their career leading scorer. Who was the second highest scorer on the Panthers with 291 points in 2004. So Mellenby's gone. Who was the second highest scorer in Panther history at that point? I was hoping you'd ask who did they trade him for? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the answer to that? I believe it was Dave Morissette. I think you're right. I think you're right. So (laughs) who was the, at that point, so he was the the leading scorer in, in, in Panthers history. Now he's gone. Who was the second leading scorer? And you, you, I'm sorry, you said how many points? Two? 291 points. 291 points, 2004. You know what? I know this is probably wrong, but the obvious answer to me would probably be Beret. Pavel Beret, but but I don't think that's going to be right. 
I, I don't have a buzzer, but eh. <laughs> oh, okay. no. it's uh, Victor Kozlov. Victor Kozlov. That was, that's that was my was second guess. Say. <laughs> that was my second guess. Uh, that was my second guess. Now, okay. interestingly okay. enough, he was traded at the deadline that year, um, but he had just managed to become the second highest school scorer with his final point. He became the second highest school scorer for that season. Uh, and then uh, he was replaced after that. So, all right. Well, you know, we got that one out of the way. We got we got a little bit of warm up. Frank, it's your turn. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Yep, yep. During the 2003-2004 season, who led the Florida Panthers in scoring with 26 goals and 32 assists for 58 points? Oh, I know this one. I think. Say the year again. The 2003-2004 season. Who led the Panthers in scoring with 58 points? Ole Okunen. Yes, that's right. Ole Okunen. Ole Okunen was the leading goal scorer that year. He was pretty much the only goal scorer that year. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I think that was like the first year of him like progressing to you know those 70, 80 uh, point years. So yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, All right Aaron, it's time Yay. for redemption. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, this one's good. This is a goalie question, so this is a good one. All right. Ooh. Florida Panthers goaltender Roberto Luongo set a record for the franchise in 2004. What record did he set? So he set a goal in the 2004, uh, 2003-2004 season. He set a goal, a goaltending record for the franchise. What record did he set? Um, I want to say. Do I have to say whether it's career or single season as well? Uh, single season. Okay. I want to say it was shutout. Shutouts. No, no. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Most can I, shots can stopped I, can I, by a goalie in a single season. Oh, uh, that's right. Oh, okay. Okay. 2,475 yeah. shots. That was that time when he was facing a ton of rubber every game. That's right. That's right. Yep. All right. Can we now, get away from 2003, 2004? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> she wants to be more recent. <laughs> apparently that's No, no, I don't want to be more recent. <laughs> oh, okay. Remember, I had a, I had a couple gaps in, in, right, in the right. recent times. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, Frank, here's one for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Um, during their inaugural season, the Florida Panthers were the first organization to ever have what type of broadcast? They were the first NHL organization to ever have what type of broadcast in their inaugural season? One more time. In their, inaugural, in their inaugural season, yeah. the Florida Panthers were the first ever NHL franchise or organization to have what type of broadcast? Jeez. Uh, I have no idea. Can can I can I can I steal wanna, the point? You want to steal the hold, point? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hey, wait, wait, no wait, googling wait. over put there. The, put the, yeah, no googling. No, I'm not googling. I'm not. Go- I'm trying to like, what the heck could it have been? They were the first NHL team to ever have a specific type of broadcast. I don't know. All right, Aaron, you want to steal the point? Sure. I'll give, I'll give you a hint. It was the first Spanish broadcast. That's right. The first Spanish oh, broadcast. Oh, wow. Ever. All right. Aaron came back. Aaron came back. She Do gets I, that point. I, I, I believe, was it Arlie Lalonda who did it? It was. It was Arlie Lalonda. Do I get extra points for and that? And Manola Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
no, no extra points. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that's unfair to Frank because if you grew up down here, you would have to know that's what it was. So it's okay. Hey, it's all right. Yeah, it happens. I all right, I okay. can take it, Aaron. I've got one, and I feel like this is a little bit of a softball, and now I feel kind of bad because I was setting you up with a softball. So you could come back, but whatever. Um, here we go. <laughs> oh, you guys knew I was gonna not do well. No, no, no. Um, all right, here we go. In the inaugural season of the Florida Panthers, who scored the first ever goal for the Florida Panthers? The first ever goal was Scott Mellenby. That's correct. A four-four tie to Chicago, Frank. That's right. I That's remember right. that. And then Mellenby would go on to play eight seasons for the Panthers. So yep, that's, that's pretty she good. Did. Okay, Frank, you ready for this one? Yep. Okay. Name the three incarnations of our current arena. The three names <laughs> that the Florida Panther Arena has 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 had. I'm sorry, the four names. Four names. I was gonna say there is another. Yes. There's, there's, four, there four might names. be one that you guys don't think of. Okay. Uh, the National Car Rental Center. Okay. Obviously, the BBT Center. Okay. Um. Boy, and I've been going to the games like forever. And we're only talking, well, are we talking the Miami Arena as well? No, no, no. Not okay, the Miami just, Arena. The current, just where we are the in current Sunrise. Building. Yes, in Sunrise. Has had uh, four names National Car Rental Center, uh, the BBT. There was a different bank before this. Yes. The, um, uh, not First Union. There was a different bank. BBT actually bought them out. That's why the name changed. Um, oh my god and being in financial services you think I could remember this but <laughs> it's, no well, longer around. it's no longer around anymore yeah I know um, hold on hold on Give it, me, uh, like, it has the word that's the name of our division in it Bank Atlantic oh, Center the Bank Atlantic Center how, okay. how come he gets hints hey 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 okay. <laughs> and then, but there's one more there's one more well he named four no he named three he said BB and T, Bank Atlantic, National Car Rent, Rent Car Center, but there was another. Oh, oh, okay. There was another name. Oh. There are actually two, but I'm not going to be picky. Okay. Uh, the, the JetBlue Arena? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> no, you think of the JetBlue Arena. Um, no, Office Depot Center. Oh. And, and there's one more in there, too. What's, what's one more? This was before the National, the National Car Rental Center was mm-hmm. named, and that was obviously the first season. And you can still find this. Um, trying to think, there are some exits that have like the fire panel on it. Mm-hmm. It's also known as the Broward County Civic Arena. Oh, oh okay. wow! Wow, that's a pull. Yeah. That's, and that's re- a remind me next time I I we we leave. I think I know where that panel is. <laughs> okay. It has that on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I want to see that. I might have to take a picture of that for proof. Yeah, that okay. would be cool. Okay. Yeah, let's see a picture yeah. of that. That'd be fun. Uh, right. Okay, well, you know what, Frank? That, that I'm sorry that you didn't get that, but that's fine. Um, Aaron's gonna have a harder question, so okay. that's that's how it works. Okay, Aaron, are you ready for this? Sure. Okay, this one's kind of a little bit harder, I think. All right, who during the 2002-2003 season, who which player wore number 30 for the Florida Panthers? Number 30 during the 2002-2003 season. Um, oh two, oh three. Um, ooh. Um, now, obviously, traditionally, I'm not, this is not, it's a hint. usually a goalie. It's usually a goalie, but that's not a hint. 
Okay. That makes I'm not, it sound like it may not be. I'm not <laughs> hinting know, at that. I know. Yeah. But it could be. But it could be. But I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying it is. Um. What year did you say? This is during the 2002-2003 season. That was a really bad season. I remember that much. That was in that group of years that were horribly bad. I have yeah. a guy. I have a guy. I'll tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It was. I, 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 I have a guy. I have a guy. Can I just throw this out for like because because right. I I feel like this is going to be one of those where you 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 picked like the most obscure guy. I'm pretty sure that's the year they traded Bure, and I want to say like Igor Lanov because, <laughs> because he like played like so few I have games. A guy. I think I'm right. Oh wait 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 wait. Was it was it Shomistra? No no. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, there was. I was. Josh, hey, go ahead. Can I... You gonna try? You gonna try to steal? No, he said he had a guide. He's cheating. I had a guy. I have a guy. Um, I do think it was a goaltender, and you know we've had a gazillion goaltenders come and go, and it's not Mikhail Stalenkov, because he was earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Yanni Erme. Is that how you say it? That's right, Yanni Erme. I Herme. thought of him. Uh, yes. I. What I couldn't remember was whether he was one of one of the guys who like they waived him and then lost him and I'm like, did he even play? Like yeah. So anyway. they actually okay. traded they actually traded for him from the Senators, um, and then they waived him uh, like the next year, the next season, like at the beginning of the yeah. year. Yeah. He actually played well. Yeah, well he had 28, 20, year, 28 games. Right? 28 games. I don't. I don't think he played that well, as you remember, Frank. Because here's what it is: oh. 28 games, four wins, 11 losses, six ties. Oh no! Then I'm thinking of somebody else. Obviously not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you thinking? Oh, yeah, you, you think, know what? You... Wait, he played lousy. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say, was there any like redeeming factor from that season? Like, I don't know. No. I really don't know. No. I, however, I, he, however, he did have two shutouts in the World Hockey Championships that year for Finland. So. Oh yeah, like that did the Panthers any good? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was you know I told you this wasn't going to be easy. This isn't child's play, okay? Yeah, yeah. I did think of him. I'm not just saying like that after the fact. I honestly thought of him, but I I thought oh he didn't play. He got waved. And but you guys play. remember the Mikhail Stelenkov story, right? Not Tell to vaguely. Tell us about vaguely. the rabbits, George. Well, from what I remember, and Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong. They traded. I forget who they traded to get him but or they picked him up uh, from phoenix and maybe it was for sean burke i don't know but anyway um they wanted to make him the starter but he didn't feel like he was ready yeah. to accept the number one role so he didn't want it and i'm like yeah who does this yes i do i do vaguely remember that he was like <laughs> yeah no i don't really want to be the yeah, starter no, okay no, i think once a week maybe every 10 days that i'm good I'm like wow that's so funny like you're right who does that that's hilarious yeah and uh, that, that was Tre- like around the the, the Trevor Kid injury, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, that was like two thousand. Yeah, when 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 Kid was playing out of his mind, and then he did the skills competition, and well, we never saw one of those skills competitions again. <laughs> oh, and you know who bumped into him? Peter Worrell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got to get back on track here. All yes. right, so whose question is it? I think it's Frank's. It's Frank's. Yeah. Okay. All right, Frank, you ready for this one? During the 2008-2009 season, which Panther had this stat line? Ready? Yep. 72 games played, 31 goals, 
29 assists for 60 points. David Booth. Wow, right off the bat. Yeah, that's right. David Booth. All right. Woo! Okay. Uh, I thought that would be a little harder, but apparently... Uh, <laughs> Do I get extra points because you barely finished the sentence and then I said the answer? <laughs> I don't think that's I'm how kidding. this game works. But... I know, I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I... Now I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a fun question. So this is how it's going to work. Um, this is for both of you. Okay. So you both have an opportunity to get a point with this question. And how this is going to work is I'm going to ask you the question and I'm going to ask you to name uh, some team names. Okay. And when I ask the question, you're each going to get a turn to go. So, Aaron, you'll you'll answer first, then Frank will answer, then Aaron will answer, then Frank will answer, and so on and so forth. And the last person to get stumped loses the point. Is okay. this the, who? How many teams has Mike Sillinger played for? No, that would be oh, a really fun game. No, that would not. be as bad as that twenty uh, shootout contest. Uh, yeah, we'd be here for a long time. Yeah, no, it's not. So we're that. so we're naming teams. So we're naming teams, but I'm gonna not not. I'm gonna tell you what type of team in a second, but I can't. Oh, okay. I can't tell you first because right. then you'd start, you know, thinking about it. So um, you're gonna name teams, Aaron. You're gonna go first, and whoever gets stumped is out, and the la- and the person who answered last wins. Okay, is everybody uh, everybody good with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. here we go. Name Florida Panthers farm teams in their history. Okay. okay. One of them is an IHL team. All the rest are AHL. Aaron, you get the first answer. Go. Okay. Well, I will go with the Cincinnati Cyclones. That was their IHL team. That in was the IHL. Okay. There you go. All right, Frank. San Antonio Rampage. Okay. There you go. That's one. AHL, 2011 to 2015. Right, we'll Aaron. go with springfield thunderbirds the current ones okay that was the toss-up that was the layup all right uh the 2016 2017 springfield thunderbirds all right frank rochester americans that's right the rochester americans were part of the part of the history there they were with them from 2005 to 2011 that's a long relationship all right aaron this is where it starts to get a little hard because all the easy pieces are off the board do you do you want ECHL teams too? No, we're not going to do ECHL. Just uh, but just, but there were. I know, well, we're, <laughs> how do you know that's not the next question? Right. Now she's oh. stretching. <laughs> oh okay. No 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 no. I'm not stretching. I'm, I'm kidding. Just trying I'm kidding. to. I'm trying to like move the pieces. Make sure that I take the easy ones before you all do. The, all the rest. Um, of them, all the rest of them are AHL. No, I know. Um, we're gonna go with the Beast of New Haven. The New Haven Beast, that's correct. That's correct. They were the Beast of New Haven. <laughs> well, on Hockey DB, it's the New Haven Beast. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so the Beast of New Haven. All right, that's one. All right, Frank. Um, I want to say they had a team in uh, Portland because I think people used to always get confused if it was Portland on the West Coast or a Portland team up north, like that's Northeast, right? right? Does that yeah, sound right? That's correct. The Portland Pirates. Were the okay, NHL I'm still team. in there. That was <laughs> from 2000, 2015 to 2016. And uh, okay. I think it was Portland, Maine, right? That's Portland, Maine, not Portland, Oregon. Yes, um, correct. But, you know, uh, people get confused. People uh, sometimes think that the Springfield Thunderbirds are in Illinois. So you never know. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is the capital of Illinois, by the by. <laughs> there you go. All right, Aaron, what's the next one? We got, uh, let's see, there's three more on the board. 
the Carolina Monarchs. That's right. The Carolina Monarchs were the 1995 to 1997 AHL team for the Florida Panthers. All right. This is where it starts to get really hard. There's two more names on the board. Frank, this is your turn. Did we say Florida Everblades? Now that's the He ECH. said no ECHL. That's the oh, ECHL. Oh, oh. Yeah. You're right. Um They did something in like the South, no? Yeah. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> um That would be safe to say. Louisville. Louisville. I'm really like racking my head here. Louisville. Yeah, that's right. The Louisville what? Uh, Oh, I know this. (laughs) Well, well, it wasn't... uh, I'm not going to say any other names. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe they weren't very creative and they just said Panthers. And that's a total guess. You're right. You're right. It's the Louisville Panthers. That's a total guess. It's the Louisville (laughs) Panthers. Oh, my goodness. There's one name left on the board, Aaron. If you get this, you get the point, and you win the game. I want to say the Kentucky Thoroughbreds. Oh. Aaron, you're so close to being right. Is it Louisville Thoroughbreds? No. No, you're so close. I I feel so bad to tell you that you're wrong. (laughs) It is Kentucky. But it's the thorough blades. The, the thorough, thorough blades. blades. Oh. Not the thoroughbreds. So you're gonna have her lose based so on that? Frank gets yeah, the you... point and wins the <laughs> trivia game <laughs> on a thoroughbred versus thoroughblade debate. Oh my goodness. Wow. Oh man. Oh. Well, at least it was, well, fun, that was fun. Right? It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we oh, just have a podcast of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, that'd be great. I could Every play this week. all night. <laughs> well, unfortunately, great. I'm out of questions, but um, that was a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, Aaron. If you want to come on like uh, later in the season, I'll come up with some better questions. Like, we'll yeah, do, you should. We'll you you should ECHL have us stuff. break down all the Panthers trades like right before the deadline. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. all the trades and trade histories, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> You would have to do some serious research before you came on because I don't. I don't take my quiz. As you could see, I don't take my quiz master responsibilities lightly. So. No, <laughs> no. Josh is pretty serious when it comes to this stuff, especially especially the two thousand two to two thousand four era. <laughs> That's apparently my favorite year. I'm not. You know, I just I clicked that link for some reason. I don't know. In the hockey. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. That was good. Yeah, that was, I enjoyed that. Aaron, yep. thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with us tonight. And uh, we appreciate everything you're doing at The Athletic. Again, if you're not subscribed to The Athletic, what are you doing with your life? Get on there. Read Aaron's stuff. Read George Richards. Read all the other amazing uh, NHL writers that are on The Athletic. And also football and and basketball and baseball and all that stuff. Um, so check that out. And uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter at Rinkside, right? That is correct. So can you give us a, a hint of anything you got coming up? Um, yeah, let's see. Um, I've up with while you were on the show a minute ago, right? About comparing the Well, number stuff takes time. Number stuff takes time, but um I'm I'm pretty much like piecing um 
a, a something together on kind of what happened with Owen Tippett and Henry Borgstrom. Just just curious, you guys say Borgstrom, right? Because there's somebody yeah. who says, okay, because there's someone who says it differently, and I'm reluctant to go against this person. But I, I just, I was like, is it Dale Talon? <laughs> I, I, I take the fifth. I take the fifth. Okay. But, um, it's, it's Borgstrom, as far as I know. Okay, because okay, I, I was hearing it a different way, and I thought that, that I can't see where that other way is happening. Anyway, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I want to do something on them. Um, basically, again, what happened? Because we, you know, we figured they had a really good shot at making the team, and then you know, Tippett was sent back to juniors pretty early, and then mm-hmm. um, you know, Borgstrom's in the AHL now. So um, yeah, I, I've I've got a lot down on that. It's just putting a few more pieces of the puzzle in there and hopefully that'll be out sooner than later. And then, um, Great. I don't know, I don't know if I can actually, I probably can say now, um, I, I did a short piece, uh, profile on Max Gildon, one of the Panthers prospects for the hockey news. So, uh, keep an eye out for their prospects issues because they will have, um, a small feature on him. And he, he was actually kind of a interesting guy. So, um, yeah. I'm, I, I seem to be going after the uh, the stories re- revolving around the the young kids lately. So, but that's all cool. That's you know, it's no one knows about them yet, so it's fun to to learn. So, awesome. Well, that'll, thanks, Aaron. That'll be fun. Cool. We're excited to read that stuff, and uh, we yep. got our subscriptions primed and ready to go. So, it's going to be good. All right. Well, um, hey, I'm going to wrap things up. Uh, so let me. Uh, Kind of just talking for a second about our site. Make sure that you check out pantherparkway.com. Uh, we think it's the bee's knees of sports journalism. We enjoy it. Uh, we <laughs> think it's a lot of fun. And uh, we've got a lot of great stuff up on the site uh, this week. And in the next couple of weeks, we got some fun 25th anniversary breakdowns, some goaltending stuff. Uh, and, of course, the home opener for the Florida Panthers is coming up October 11th at 7 o'clock against the Tampa or I'm sorry <laughs> they already played the Tampa Bay <laughs> Bay, against the Columbus we, Blue Jackets uh, we've been so used to saying that I know I've been saying Tampa Bay for the last four games the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to be in town it's going to be a fun night uh, me and Frank are both going to be there uh, and we're going to meet with you after the first intermission if you want to come up uh, to our normal hangout spot it's in the, the Panther Bar I'm not sure if they're still calling it the Panther Bar but it's the bar that's on top of the Panthers store you can access it by the staircase on either side of the merchandise area, the front of the arena, and we'll be up there just hanging out. Look for uh, the big guy and the guy who looks like he's from Chicago, and uh, <laughs> we will uh, talk Panthers with you, uh, hang out. Uh, you can buy us snacks. It's going to be fun. Um, so make sure you come out for that on October 11th, uh, and continue to listen to the podcast and follow along on Twitter at Panther Parkway, and you can always email us, pantherparkwayradio at gmail. Dot com. If you've got thoughts, we'll read them on the show. We'll talk about them. Uh, thanks again to Aaron Brown for joining us. Uh, for myself and Frank, thank you for listening. Oh,